The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. Coming up, Nicole tells your fortune. Looking ahead. So get out your crystal and stay tuned with Mistress Nicole. All dressed in leather, you won't forget her. You want to love her and you won't let go. Who's that woman, crazy woman, Nicole? Howdy, folks. Mangy Fellogs here, weighing in on the second E. Jean Carroll case. Trump's lawyer, she's just crashing and burning right in court. Trump thinks his little hissy fits are a wise last resort. The judge is getting fed up. Trump just may get the boot. Trump's latest E. Jean Carroll case has proved to be a hoot. The pervert at the heart of it pretends it's he who's wronged. He acts as if in federal court such case never belonged. By sometime early next week, this trial will be done. To see Trump going down in flames is really so damn fun. If he don't sit and shut up, the judge will whoop him good. And E. Jean will get millions more, as most believe she should. Most believe she should. Kind of nice to watch. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you, Mangy Fetlocks, everybody. Our friend, Bruce W. Nelson. So, today's Thursday. I know yesterday I told you Howie Klein would be back because he was gone. He was back from vacation last week, but he was sick and couldn't be here. So, uh, we figured he'd be here today. Except he won't be. Um, uh, Howie has COVID. He 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 went to India, um, and I guess on the plane ride back he caught COVID. I, it's a long, long flight, and I know Howie. I know Howie well enough to know that he was masked and vaccinated. Look, I'm in COVID land. And thankfully, knocking on wood laminate, have not gotten COVID. And I know I sound like a broken record, period. Have not gotten COVID, period. I don't say yet because yet infers that I would be getting it. I do not plan on getting it. But then again, I know Howie Klein didn't plan on getting it, nor did Brad Friedman. But here, two of my friends and uh, <laughs> um, uh, in Howie's case, my regular Thursday guest, and in Brad's case, uh, fellow host, are both sick and both with a second bout. I know now listener Dar told me it's when you take Paxlovid, which is what you're supposed to take, it's antiviral. The minute you you get symptoms and know that you have COVID, you're supposed to take Paxlovid. Well, some people, after taking Paxlovid, and now I count Brad and Howie among them, get what we've known as a rebound case. And Dar told me it's something different. It's not a rebound. Um, 
I, I understand Brad's feeling a little better, but still has no voice. So he didn't want to have to talk for an hour. So once again, today I'm doing double duty. Uh, in addition to this show, uh, I joined Desi Doyen to co-host, co-guest host the Bradcast. Uh, and actually, on uh, so on the Bradcast tonight, we're featuring the interview that I did yesterday on this show with Kelly Carlin. And, you know, it was good enough to hear twice, right? Um, in Howie's case, hopefully a little more rest and he'll be feeling better and fingers crossed and, uh, you know, all that. But he will not be here today. So I, I actually put out a few feelers. And one of them um, is the guy we just heard from. Now, th there must be something funky with my email. And Bruce W. Nelson, if you're listening, I did respond <laughs> to your email and, and gave you the link for the Zoom, hoping you'll join us today. Um, because I realized that our friend Bruce W. Nelson, also known as Mangy Fetlocks, um, has not been on the show. I, I mean, he, he's obviously been on the show a lot, but not as Bruce talking to me. And that, that's on me. Um, so I've invited him on, but I, I didn't hear back from him and I'm thinking he's not getting my emails. So Bruce, if you're listening, um, check your email again and look in your spam box because, um, maybe I'm going to spam. Oh, there it is. He says, so sorry. I went to pick up my wife and get coffee. Saw your note. Okay. So hopefully, um, at about the bottom of the hour, our pal Mangy Fetlocks will join us. Um, so that's good. Okay. You see, this is what happens when I'm the producer, the host, the engineer, the webmaster, the all that stuff. And when I'm doing double duty, because I spent most of the morning on the phone with Desi um, doing tonight's edition of the broadcast. But it's okay. Uh, it's Thursday. The week's almost over. Brad, um, as it is, they... They've been running like reruns on Friday, so we don't have to worry about tomorrow and just hope over the weekend he feels better. As for Howie, Rick is asking, are the symptoms bad now? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, uh, hopefully not for much longer. Why, why is my, why is there a spinning, spinning thing on YouTube? Are you guys, are you YouTubers having uh, any streaming problems? I shouldn't be. It, everything's supposedly good but I've got a spinning wheel on this end. It looks like it's frozen. Hopefully you guys aren't frozen there. And I know the audio feed is fine, right? Progressive voices, listeners. We are also on a bunch of other stations. We are on Netroots Radio, which um, I guess is based at Daily Coast, um, but Netroots Radio carries the show. Um, Airprogressive.org. There's, uh, I, uh, I forget the name of it. I want to say America Online, but that's that's AOL. Anyway, there's a bunch of other online stations who carry the show. What I would ask you to do, oh, it says all fine there. Okay, good. Cool. Um, is spread the word. Let people know we're here. Uh, you know, as much as I talk, <laughs> I'm, I'm really not good at the self-promotion. So that's that's where you guys come in. You know, and to support the show if you can. Um, a bit of housekeeping that I need to bring up. So last year, you remember, I ran some advertising on this program. And a lot of you took my advice and bought the BlendJet, the little portable blender. I still like my BlendJet, except I'm not using it anymore. Now, 
if you bought a blend jet, you likely got the email. I can't believe I'm having to tell you this. I'm telling you of a safety notice. There's a recall. Now they're saying it's a voluntary recall, but I think if they didn't do the voluntary recall, they are going to, um, they would, they would have had a mandatory recall. So here's, here's what it says. We have determined that the bases in certain older Blendjet blenders, Blendjet 2 units can overheat or catch fire and wait, it gets better. The blades can break posing fire and laceration hazards to compute to consumers. Blendjet 2 units subject to this recall were distributed from approximately October of 2020 through August of 2023, which is when I was running those ads. Mm. So Blendjet, they say, has voluntarily undertaken this recall effort. We strongly encourage you to participate. So there is a thing. Now, to find out if your blend jet is included in the recall, there's, there's a website and you can enter the serial number and it will tell you the website is blendjet.com slash safety and recall. And if you need um, it, I've got this, I've got this email. It's got a, a scan where you can check eligibility. If you need it, if you can't find it from blendjet.com slash safety and recall, email me. Nicole at NicoleSandler.com and I'll forward this to you. Now, what they will do is they'll replace the base of your blend jet. They'll tell you, hold on to the, the cup part of it, hold on to the cap part of it. But the base, they'll, 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 they'll tell you what to do, but to destroy it and send them a picture of it, I guess. And um, yeah, and then they will send it back to you. Oh my God. They'll send you a new one. Actually a one that's, uh, uh yeah. So, um, it's, this is why I'm not doing commercials anymore. Cause I have no control over that crap. What I have control over is what goes out over the air or the interwebs. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I, I, if you watch on YouTube, you're getting commercials. Um, Sorry, I, I got to make a buck somehow. And, you know, but the, the way to get away from those is by donating to the show. Um, let's see. Dar says mine was recalled awaiting the new base. Sounds like they aren't in a big rush to send it back. I think they have a lot of them that they have to replace. And Rick Smith asks, do you think Blendjet is as dangerous as flying on a Boeing 737 Max? No, I do not. But that's me. But then again, I'm not using my blend jet until I get the new base. Then again, it's cold. You know, it's winter, so I'm not really making smoothies. So there's that. All right. I, I got to play a video for you. You already saw Mangy Fetlocks and, and we will looks like hear from him again a little later in the hour. But I was heartened to see that there is a new video from our friends at Brave New Films. Brave New Films <clears throat> was was huge like a decade ago. They were doing some really great work. Um, <clears throat> they did a movie called Rethink Afghanistan that uh, screened everywhere. I used to talk to Derek Crow, who headed up that um, project for Brave New Films, again, probably about a decade ago. 
Because, yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. Anyway, uh, they're run by a guy named um, Robert Greenwald, not related to Glenn. And that's a good thing. And um, he still is around there making films. But but I haven't seen anything by them in a while. And then I saw a post that there's a new film from Brave New Films. And rather than a full-length film, this is more a... Um, you know, it's a short featurette, I guess we could say. Anyway, it's really good and it should be shared far and wide. So I'm going to play it for you now. I will post it on the blog where I post today's show, which you should know the format by now. It's NicoleSandler.com slash the date. So it, today it would be NicoleSandler.com slash one dash 16 dash 24. My shows are all posted on the website in that format. I post both the, um, the audio podcast and a video version of the show. And again, no paywall. I don't have a paywall here. So share the show with people you think either might appreciate it or need to hear it. Cause you know, it works both ways. Um, so anyway, I'm going to play this video for you. It only, it runs about two minutes or so. Is it? Um, not even. It's a minute 23, but boy, do they pack a punch. All right, you ready? The newest offering from Brave New Films. In 2016, you said, I'm going to surround myself with only the best and most serious people. We're going to use our best people. We're going to have one of the great cabinets ever. Your ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, she's against you. He was thin-skinned and easily distracted. Your former Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, said he's not supporting you. We can't be following celebrity leaders with fragile egos who refuse to acknowledge reality. The man who I truly believe will be outstanding in every way. Your Vice President, Mike Pence, is against you. President Trump endangered my Family. National Security Advisor John Bolton, he's not supporting you either. Donald Trump is not fit to be president. I have been in those rooms when he's met with those leaders. They think he's a laughing fool. Whatever, it's fine. Attorney General Bill Barr says you shouldn't be president again. Our country can't be a therapy session for a troubled man. Your second defense secretary is not supporting you. Places our nation's security at risk. Your first secretary of state, Rex Tillerson. A man who is pretty undisciplined. Your acting White House chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney. He failed at being the president when we needed him to be that. Uh -oh. Your White House Chief of Staff, John Kelly, says... A person that has nothing but contempt for our democratic institutions, our Constitution, and the rule of law. God help us. Clearly an irrational man. He cares about no one but himself. The domestic terrorists of the 21st century should never be president. It's a disgrace. It's a bad idea, right? <laughs> it's a bad idea, right? Yeah, Donald Trump is a bad idea. So anyway, that's the latest offering from Brave New Films featuring... All these people, all these former Trump administration officials who are explaining now why uh, they would never vote for him again, I guess. Um, the, the perplexing thing here is how people have voted for him in the past and why they still defend him. And when you see the numbers, you know, and the, and the polling, which we talked about, which is to be taken with a giant grain of salt at this point in the, in the election cycle. Um, but the fact that so many people still defend him, 
against everything. They poo-poo facts um, and they, they buy the bullshit coming out of his mouth. There is some really, really frightening stuff. So I guess he left the courthouse yesterday where he was smacked down by the judge in the E. Jean Carroll trial. And, um, uh, and, and then went to a rally. I'm trying to find um, some of the audio that, <laughs> that I came upon that is, is frightening. Um, and she's, I, okay, no, that's not it. I, I did have it. All, all right. I'll tell you what, I'm going to find it. But in the meantime, Going back to COVID for a second, the form, my former, well, he was never my governor. The governor, allegedly, of my former state of Florida, yeah, Ron DeSantis, um, he he was at, uh, this is weird, he did a New Hampshire town hall, which is interesting, because from what I understand is, Ron DeSantis is not in New Hampshire, even though that's the next primary. He went down to South Carolina because <laughs> he thinks he stands a shot there. The whole thing would be laughable if it wasn't so sad. But anyway, I guess he did make a quick pit stop in New Hampshire. Because uh, I guess why not, right? And um, now you got to remember, this is a guy whose state lost, I believe, more than any other state Um lost in terms of lives lost to COVID who so screwed up the, the, you know, he hired a, a, a surgeon general for the state of Florida, this guy, uh, Joseph Latipo or lap dog as we call him, who is a vaccine denier is a COVID denier. And, and Ron DeSantis at one point recently claimed we beat COVID. We, I beat Fauci. Now, what the hell does that mean? You beat Fauci? Sorry, people are still getting COVID left and right. In Florida, I, I don't want to say a false number, but Florida lost per capita, I think, more people, more lives than any other state. Ron DeSantis fucked up his response to COVID. And now he's in New Hampshire, I guess, for a minute and believe it or not, listen to what he said uh, to the people about the vaccine. They lied to us about the COVID shots. What? Remember, they no. said if you take a COVID shot, you will not get COVID. No, that's not what they said. They said if you get vaccinated against COVID, your your chances of contracting it are lowered. And if you do get it, you will avoid hospitalization and and death. That's what they said. But, you know, sorry, Ron, I hate to keep you from lying. How true was that? Not at all. Not, now, not at every all. booster you take, you're more likely to get COVID as a result of it. What? Bullshit. Yeah, wait, wait, he said, wait, I got I to back up because he said, how true was that? Not at all. Well, that, that's one right thing he said. How true was that? Not at all. Now, every. <laughs> how true was that? Not at all. Now, another lie. Every booster you take, you're more likely to get COVID as Bullshit. a result of it. And they would never talk about any type of side effects. I mean, think about this. Any pharmaceutical that is put on the market when they run these commercials, 
It's like the first 30 seconds of a commercial. It's like usually like a married couple, probably like 60 to 65, just walking on the beach or wherever, laughing, having fun because of this miracle drug. You know what? I, I got to interrupt again because if you're watching the video, I know a lot of people are just listening to the audio stream. So I will set the stage for you. So there's more on death sentence on stage in New Hampshire. And I believe that is Congressman Chip Roy behind him. And when uh, death sentence said the lie about now you're more likely if you get the vaccination to get COVID <clears throat> and Chip Roy just like put his head in his hands because this guy is <clears throat> every bit as demented as Trump. Right. And then the next 30 seconds is like you could die, heart attack, this stroke on oh, they list all. And they do that with every single drug on the market. All the possible side effects. Because they're covering their rear end. All right. I, enough of him. Sorry. I just I had to play that for you. So according to the non-medical expert, Ron DeSantis, who is not a scientist, not a doctor, never studied either one. He decided that if you get the vaccine, you're more likely to get COVID as a result. Oh, please. Come on, man. Come on, man. That's just nonsense. All right, let me share a few other bits of news. I don't know where those Trump uh, videos are, and it's probably a good thing. All right, I'm going to look in one more place, only because um, I know you don't want them. But uh, the, the, it, was, it was almost funny in its nonsensicalness, if that makes sense. Um. Oh, I should play this clip. All right. While I look for this, I'm just going to play the audio. I haven't heard this one yet, but it's from that same New Hampshire town hall with DeSantis. And, um, well, here. Let's see if this works. Yeah. Oh, go. How do I tell my sister, her friend, the librarian in an elementary school in Florida, had to remove the doctor's book from the library? So she's not gonna- okay, if you didn't hear that. Uh, uh, an audience member said, what do I tell my sister? A friend of hers is a librarian at an elementary school in Florida, and she had to remove a Dr. Seuss book from the library. (laughs) What do I tell her? Well, that's not true. So what's happened is... That is absolutely true. You know, there's pornographic books that are in the schools, (laughs) and we've empowered parents to object to that um, and to to have it removed because it's just not right that that's happening. And I've seen the books, and no one will defend the books. And when you show them publicly, media will cut it off because it's too graphic. Um, So, But what's happened is there's activists out there that will say, oh, my gosh. Uh, the, the U.S. Constitution, we got to take it off. It's that. So they're doing that to try to create a reaction. For example, they said, someone said that they had to take off uh, to kill a mockingbird. Oh, the state is doing that, which is not true. Not only is it not true, it is true. that's on our, our Department of Education summer reading. Right, enough of him. Sorry. So, you know, he tells people who bring up factual statements that that's not true because that's who Ron DeSantis is. Rather than have an answer, for the fact that his state is banning books from Dr. Seuss to To Kill a Mockingbird, um, he'll instead say, oh, no, uh, that's not true. Well, hey, Ron, I got a little song for you. I just need you to shut the fuck up because nobody asked you, bitch. 
I need you to shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Just shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Bow, bow. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bow, bow. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bow, bow. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bow, bow. Yeah, I guess it's just as well that I'm not finding these Trump clips because he was so unhinged last night at this New Hampshire rally, uh, just rambling about nothing. You'd think he was in a Seinfeld episode, except, um, except Seinfeld was funnier. Now, is this it? Hold on. Uh, no, no. Well, the, the, the things I'm finding are, um, Trump continuing to, oh, here they are. Okay. Continuing to slander uh, uh, e. Jean Carroll, by the way, today was the third day of testimony. Uh, e. Jean Carroll's uh, cross-examination uh, wrapped up and uh, Donald Trump didn't show up in the courtroom today. Go figure. I wonder why. Wonder why. Um, maybe because of the smackdown he got from the judge yesterday. Anyway, uh, so he left the courtroom even though, you know, his his attorney argued that they needed a delay because he needed to go to Florida to malaria's mother's funeral. But he didn't go to Florida. He went to New Hampshire where he held a rally yesterday. Now, you tell me if this makes any sense at all. Earn that. And, you know, we have more liquid gold and wealth under our feet than any other nation. We have more what? liquid gold. Well, liquid gold. More what? Liquid gold. Well, I just what? met non-liquid gold. You know where it was? Iowa. It's called corn. <laughs> they have. It's non-liquid. Non-liquid. You have more gold? non-liquid. It's gold. corn. They said, "What is that?" I said, "Corn." They said, "We love that idea. You know, that's a pretty cool thought, isn't it?" What? That's a nickname in its own way, but we came up with a new word for a new couple of words for corn. Uh, excuse me. Uh, but it gets better. Have you heard of debanking? Donald says we're going to be debanked. Now, I know of debunking, but I, I, I don't think I know what debanking means. Wait, I got I to I gotta pull this out. Isn't this a video? Okay, here it is. Okay, debanking? But we're also going to place strong protections to stop banks and regulators from trying to debank you what? from your... You know, your, your political beliefs, what, what they do, they the, want to debank. Debank you from your political beliefs? Thank you, and we're going to debank. Think of this. They want to take away your rights. They want to take away your country. The things you're doing, all electric cars, give me a break. If you want an electric car, good. But they don't go far. They're very expensive. They're going to be made. Oh, my God. None of that meant anything at all. I, I just just don't understand it. Meanwhile, the Trump machine is doing all it can to um, keep these trials from beginning. So the latest comes from Fulton County, Georgia. Did you hear about this? A state judge overseeing the case against the former guy now is scheduled a hearing for February 15th to hear evidence regarding accusations that Fonnie Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney and her lead prosecutor, engaged in an improper relationship and mishandled public money. 
I kid you not. Fonnie Willis has declined to address the accusations, but there's now a hearing on February 15th. The judge, Scott McAfee, also wrote in his order that Fonnie Willis must respond to the accusations in writing by February 2nd. I don't even know. I, 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 I don't know what this is about. Um, there are, are allegations that uh, I, that Fonnie Willis was in a relationship with um, this, this prosecutor, Wade is his name, uh, and now he's divorced. And why is that any of anybody's business? That's what I, uh, well, a lot of things I don't get, but that's a big one that I don't get. Really? Hi. And other news, because <laughs> the hits just keep on coming. Um, tomorrow, we are facing another government shutdown. And if it happens, it'll be solely because of House Republicans. The Senate today passed a bill to prevent a partial government shutdown, setting up a House vote that would have to come tomorrow. The move would keep the federal government operating until early March. Um, it, that would give them allegedly enough time to uh, get a, a full year spending deal passed. But this this Republican led House of Representatives is not interested in doing anything to fund the government, to to keep the government running, to um uh, to to avoid a shutdown, it's it's insane. So, um, reading from the Washington Post, it tells us far right House conservatives are furious over the Senate's move that the Senate got together to pass a short term funding bill. Um, so then you got like Marge Q Green threatening, um to file a, what, what is it? Um, oh God, what's the, what's the word for it? The, um, motion to vacate for the speaker. She's threatening. They're threatening to do what the, what they did to, um, McCarthy now to Johnson, not to say that he shouldn't be speaker because, (laughs) you know, um, it's God's will. It's God's will. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So here, Congress on Thursday. Well, it wasn't Congress. It was. OK, so wait a minute. Was this updated? Because today is Thursday. Let me see. Oh, the House did pass it. Never mind. OK, so here's an update. Um, today is. The, how is this? Oh, OK. I'm still confused by the time difference because I'm looking Updated January 18th at 5.08 p.m., but it's but it's only 3.30, but I'm on mountain time. All right, so there was action today where Congress stepped in to pass legislation to keep the federal government open into March. So the House did it. Okay, here it is. The Senate passed the legislation 77 to 18 early, early today, early Thursday afternoon, they say. The House followed suit 314 to 108 hours later, after Republican hardliners launched a last minute pressure campaign to attach partisan border security measures to the funding package. 
The votes send the legislation to President Biden to sign into law and avert a partial shutdown ahead of the deadline. Um, I love it when things happen during the show and I can just click on something. And after a momentary uh, bit of discombobulation, (laughs) realize what's going on. Ah. So uh, there is a stopgap spending bill, a continuing resolution. And let's see what it includes. Um, Schumer and House Speaker Mike Johnson agreed to a $1.66 trillion appropriations deal earlier in January, covering all of what's known in federal budgeting as discretionary spending. But lawmakers didn't have time to negotiate and enact the finer details of the package before this weekend's deadline, blah, 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 blah. So what's so what's so ridiculous about all of this and pay attention is that this is the deal that Biden struck with Kevin McCarthy in 2023, the same deal that would increase total spending this year by $28 billion over the previous fiscal year's $1.63 trillion in discretionary spending, uh, an amount that accounting for inflation represents a cut in real dollars. Um, This could have been done months ago. Months ago. Now it says lawmakers will have to move faster to pass the 12 appropriations bill than it appears. And this is astounding. The House and Senate are only in session together six days between tomorrow and March 1st. That's the first deadline of this bill. And then 10 days between Friday and March 8th, the second deadline. Uh, Don't expect anything to get done, but I I guess they did avert another shutdown. So there's that. So that's a good thing, you know. Um, Let's see. Uh, Um, mm, uh Uh-oh. Okay. Hold on. Um, uh, Oh, shoot. Um, It looks like Bruce responded to me again. Um, (laughs) all right, hold on. This is because I'm, um, um, if you're uh, still, uh, this, you know, this is when I could really use a producer, um, still available, please click the link below and join me on zoom. Okay. So we'll see. I don't know if Bruce is going to join us or not. Um, hopefully, hopefully he can. He he forgot that he was um, supposed to meet his wife for coffee. So um, I'm hoping he gets the message and still joins us. But if not, you know, hey, phone lines are open, by the way. Um, did, no, I don't have to change my clocks. You see, here's what happens when Everybody else changes their clocks. We don't change ours, but the start time of my show changes. So right now during standard, we're in standard time now, right? Standard time or is this daylight savings? I don't even know. During this part of our time cycle, my show starts at three o'clock local time. But when the rest of the country then springs ahead, my show will start at two. So I lose an hour of, um, I lose an hour of uh, show prep time, which is not good. 
you know, as it is. When I was in Florida, you know, I went on the air at five o'clock, five Eastern. And, um, you know, now at five o'clock local time for me. So I had all day to prep. And, you know, I have ADD, so I'm, I'm all over the place. Now, um, <laughs> here in Arizona, when we first got here, I went on the air too. I lost three hours of prep time, which frankly, it really screwed me up. So, um, yeah, we are, we're on mountain standard time. Thank you, Charlene. Um, we are, so it is standard time. So when daylight savings time comes back on, we don't touch our clocks here, but instead of going on the air at three o'clock local time, I'll go on at two o'clock local time. So I lose another hour of show prep. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, um, it, it just, it, it's, it's the price I pay. <laughs> Um, so this morning I actually, uh, I had, I had gotten an invitation, you know, I'm on all kinds of, um, uh, PR email lists and I got an invitation for a press conference put on this morning by no labels. I know. And, and they offered interviews with one of the people they offered interviews with was Joe Lieberman. Now I had no desire to interview Joe Lieberman, but what they've announced is that again, no labels. If you're not familiar, they claim to be, you know, uh, they claim to cross party lines. They claim to, um, be nonpartisan. Yeah. Right. Um, nobody is nonpartisan by the way, but they claim to be, you know, they'll have, uh, somebody from, both parties on their ticket. Yeah. So you, what you get a Joe Manchin and uh, whoever from the Republican party, meaning they're all Republicans. Um, the only thing no labels could accomplish if they get a, a ticket on the ballot is to throw the election to Donald Trump. That's all they would do. So now they, they, they called this press conference this morning to announce that they've asked the Department of Justice to investigate an alleged conspiracy to keep them off the ballot? What? This is a big day. What? For no labels. For no labels. Because oh, big day for no labels. We are going to, we are announcing today that no labels has filed a formal complaint with the United States Department of Justice regarding an alleged unlawful conspiracy to subvert Americans' voting rights and shut down the organization's effort to secure ballot access in the 2024 presidential election. What's happened is that last week, we authored and transmitted a detailed eight-page letter to the Department of Justice, sent it to Kristen Clark, Assistant Attorney General for the Civil Rights Division, Nicole Argentieri, Acting Assistant Attorney General for the Criminal Division. And what we did is we outlined our complaint in detail. And we also discussed in detail the evidence we have developed that we believe supports our allegations of what's going on here. And we have requested a formal investigation into the matter by the Department of Justice to get to the bottom of this once and for all and to determine if laws have been violated based on the evidence that we have presented to the Department of Justice. 
Okay, so that happened this morning. Now, at the same time, uh, by the way, the the way I'm keeping up with the E. Jean Carroll uh, proceedings in the courtroom is from our pal Laffy, who is not here, but she's been live tooting uh, the proceedings. And she was back today. And I'm going to share with you uh, some of what happened today, because um, let me see if I can if I can pull her up. Uh, Mastodon is a weird, just so you know, is a weird um, uh, interface. And and I don't know if it's just buggy or if it's me that I can't figure it out. But um, uh, there's some stuff here that's just incredible. Um, so let me see if I can't find. Uh, okay, three hours. That was three hours ago. Um, and Laffy is jumping around today, it appears, from, from trial to trial. Uh, oh, here's some news. Donald Trump will remain on Washington state's primary ballot after the judge ruled no clear error when the secretary of state placed him on official list of candidates. Judge Wilson, appointed by Governor Jay Inslee, said that uh, Washington's process for taking candidates off the ballot does not contemplate a trial, fact finding or intensive debate. Emphasize that the state law says ballot challenge must be filed within two days of candidate listing being finalized and required her to make a decision within five days of challenge being filed. So the the um, uh, yeah, they put sort of a, a hold on that. Um, uh, she's got a she's got a thread on the what I was telling you about before about the Fonnie Willis prosecution in Fulton County, Georgia. Um, Willis has been subpoenaed to give a pretrial deposition in the divorce case of the prosecutor on January 23rd. But in a court filing, the DA's attorney said that the subpoena should be quashed. Willis, Bonnie Willis, contends that Wade's estranged wife, quote, has conspired with interested parties in the Trump case, quote, to use the civil discovery process to annoy, embarrass and oppress the D.A. Oh, man. She said Wade's wife is also, quote, obstructing. Ah, what did I just drop? Obstructing and interfering with the Trump case. You know, could spouses just stay out of it? Unbelievable. So so this whole again, this is the case. In which uh, Don that 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 is going to prosecute or hopefully prosecute Trump for attempting to coerce Brad Raffensperger, the Georgia Secretary of State, into finding him eleven thousand more votes to throw the election in Trump's favor, and now there's some nonsense over Fonnie Willis, the person that she tapped to be the lead prosecutor and now it's alleged that she had an affair with him come on man come on man this is this is this is sideshow uh donnie at his worst um unbelievable unbelievable okay so i'm trying to find excuse me laffy's thread on this um 
on the trial today. Let's see if this is it. No, 2930. Okay, so here's, oh, okay, I got it now. So this was all today. So, so Laffey is, is pulling from a few different sources to tell us what was going on in the courtroom in New York today in the E. Jean Carroll third day of the case. So I'll read you some of the, the, the back and forth uh, between E. Jean Carroll's lawyer, Kaplan. I know it's confusing because the judge's name is Kaplan, too. And Carroll and then Habba Habba. Trump's attorney. So um, Carol's attorney said, did any of the tweets before Donald Trump's statement call you a dem operative or say that you should be raped? And Carol says, no, neither. And then the attorney says, Miss Haba asked you about being on magazine cover. So this is the redirect from Carol's attorney after Haba Haba finished with her. Right. Did you reveal your account of what Mr. Trump did to be on covers? And Habba says, objection. And the judge says, overruled. And Carol says, no. Attorney, did you expect backlash? Habba, objection, asked and answered. Judge, overruled. Carol, yes. Attorney, what did Donald Trump said that made the backlash, did what Donald Trump said made the backlash worse? And Hobb, and uh, Carol said, yes, worse. Um. Uh, I don't know what this means. Plaintiffs 164. Oh, it's, it's tape. Um, uh, so, so the attorney says plaintiffs 164 and Hobbes said, do you plan to play what he said? And the attorney said, yes. And I have a transcript 164 T and they played the video of Trump in front of flags on Newsmax saying it's a rigged deal. It's a rigged deal. I don't know her. And Hobbes says, play the whole clip. They, they cut the part about her. And the judge said, judge said, he said, whole thing is made up. That's not about her. We'll pass over this for now. <laughs> and then um, E. Jean Carroll's attorney says no further questions. And the judge says to Haba, recross. And she says, I'll be brief. Was it your choice to do the article with the cut? Yes. Did you delete those tweets? My heart was racing and Habba says, please answer the question. I don't precisely remember deleting them. And Habba says, have you ever deleted threats? Yes. On what platform? Twitter, Facebook. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, then Carol's attorney objects and the judge sustains that objection. And then Habba says, pull up DX 72 for the witness. And, and Carol's attorney again objects. And um, it says, we have objections. And the judge says, I haven't seen it. Put it on my screen. Is there a question? Habba says, do you recognize this? Is it your Twitter handle? Yes. I'd like to move DX72 into evidence. Objection. <laughs> the judge sustained the objection. Um, and Habba says, how about DX74? And Kaplan, the judge, says, if you're going to do this on each, are there objections? And they go back and forth. This is a misrepresentation. Uh, Kaplan said, the judge says to her, you're asking to reopen the direct. And Habba says, no, I will look it up. And Kaplan says, you do that. And then Habba says, I would like to go one by one. There are only six. And the judge says, you will not go one by one. <laughs> and Habba says, I preserved. Judge Kaplan says, you think you did. Then Haba asks Eugene Carroll, did you speak 
after yesterday with any attorneys like George Conway? Carol says no. And Habba says no more questions. Miss Carol, you are excused. And that was the end of her testimony in the second defamation lawsuit against Donald Trump, who keeps slandering her because after Trump left the courtroom yesterday, again, this is the second time he has been, he's, he's uh, being sued for defamation. Um, after the second time, Trump again goes before the cameras. This is yesterday after Trump gets reprimanded and smacked down, figuratively speaking, by the judge for his antics in the courtroom. Um, he says this. This. But this is a person I have no idea until this happened. Obviously, I have no idea who she was. What? And nor could I care less. <laughs> it's a rigged deal. It's a made-up, fabricated oh story. Oh, my God. It's a rigged well, deal. Well, they found out today that she got rid of a lot of evidence, as you probably noticed. That's she not what they found out. Massive amounts of evidence. <laughs> and in addition to that, she had a rifle or a gun, uh, because she said she bought gun bullets or rifle bullets, and it was the opposite, I guess, of her gun. What? And uh, was it licensed? No, it wasn't licensed. So I guess she's got a difficult problem. That's going to be her problem. But what? she has a gun or a, or a rifle. What? She didn't really explain which. She might have both because she said she bought rifle bullets. So uh, and it's totally <laughs> unlicensed. So I assume that's a problem. But the judge was protecting her. He didn't want to go there. No. We don't want to go there. We don't want to. If that were me, it would be a different story. Well, and rightfully so. By the way, look at that thing on his head. The dead animal on his head is, 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 first of all, it looks gray instead of orange. Go figure. I, I, I don't know. Um, all right. Well, it looks like our, our pal Bruce will not be here today. What can I tell you? Uh, you know, when it rains, it pours. But tomorrow is Friday and uh, Marcy Wheeler will be here. Um, so we've got that going for us. I'm looking to see if I have anything else fun to play for you. Um, I played that already. I played that already. All right. Um, well, Bruce is not here, but while I regroup and figure out what else, I, I know I've got tons of stuff here. Um, what else I want to tell you about, uh, I think I will play you another one of, um, Mangy Fetlock's um, songs. Because, uh, it, it, look, somebody who does a, a song about Trump every day is likely to get some pushback. You know? I think so, anyway. Howdy, folks. Mangy Fedlock's here. Some say I'm gonna burn in hell for Trump jokes that I make. But that prediction, I am sure, will prove a great mistake. But were I doomed to burn in hell, I would not whine or swear. Because I'm sure the nicest folks I know would join me there. For all the good folks that I know make fun of Donald too Since racism and fascism is not what good folks do If there's a hell for sinners I may stand where folks perspire But I am sure Trump's spot will be directly in the fire <laughs> mm. <laughs> 
little amen was for Trump at the end there. <laughs> Thanks for listening. He's a, he's a multi-talented instrumentalist or a multi-instrumentalist, I suppose. Um, okay. Ah, I see Spocko's calling. Hey, Spocko. Hello? Hello? Uh, I, uh, oh, I thought I answered. Hello? Maybe not. My, uh, something funky is going on. I, I, it looked like he was called. Let's try it again. Incoming call. Hello? It's not letting me answer. Isn't that weird? Okay. I know Spocko tried calling twice. Let's see. Um, all right. Well, in the meantime, if, if he does call back, I'll, I'll try to say, I don't know what's going on with the, the phones. I guess people have been calling and I just haven't been able to get them. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. Um, but there is something else I want to share with you because we talked about it last week with Marcy Wheeler, right? Mitch McConnell, um, made a, made a big point the other day to say, uh, well, to say this. In light of the anniversary of January 6th, is it accurate to characterize individuals convicted and incarcerated for January 6th related crimes to characterize them as hostages? No, it's not. Accurate? Well, let me say this about January 6th. <clears throat> I had remarks that I made on February 13th of 21 about how I felt about January 6th. I recently reread it. I stand by what I said. So when I was talking with Marcy, I couldn't find what he said on uh, uh, January 13th. I found what he said on January 6th, which is that Donald Trump was responsible. But on January 13th, here's what McConnell said. President Trump is still liable for everything he did while he was in office. Didn't get away with anything. No. Yet. We have a criminal justice system in this country. We have civil litigation. And former presidents are not immune from being accountable by either one. Okay, so there's Mitch McConnell saying he will be held accountable for what he did. And yes, he was responsible for this. Well, fast forward a year. And today, this is this is insane. Uh, 46 Senate Republicans, including Mitch McConnell, signed on to a Supreme Court brief supporting Trump's efforts to remain on the 2024 ballot. The brief notably cast doubts on whether Trump bears responsibility for the violence at the Capitol on January 6th. McConnell has repeatedly stood by the statements he made after January 6th that Trump is, quote, practically and morally responsible for the violence at the Capitol. The brief doesn't attempt to label whether January 6th was an insurrection or not. That's a key question that SCOTUS could consider. But again, 46 Senate Republicans um, signed on to this thing, including Mitch McConnell. The man has no spine. So here is the um, question of the day. Which three Republican senators did not sign on to that bill? Again, which or bill the, uh, to that uh, brief, to that, uh, yeah, brief, stand, saying to the court, to the Supreme Court, that they support Donald Trump's effort to remain on the bill uh, on the on the ballot in 2024. So, 
Okay, I'm looking in the chat room or the phone lines are open. 954-889-6410. Or you can Skype to Nicole Sandler. We'll see if it works this time. Um, If uh, the first person to tell me who the three Republican senators who did not sign on to that brief are. Any takers? Bueller? Bueller? Going once. Going twice. I'll let the music run out. Um, no? Okay. So I will tell you who they are. Because no, no, nobody even tried to, nobody even answered me in the chat room. My God, you guys. Okay. So we know Mitch McConnell stood with Trump. <laughs> this whole, it's just such a joke. It's all a hoax. It's a hoax. All right. I'll tell you. The three who said no to standing with uh, Trump on the, um, in his efforts to remain on the 2024 ballot are Lisa Murkowski, right? You got that one. Susan Collins, you got that one. Well, maybe. And the third one, Cassidy? Now, that surprised me because I had to do a double to like Cassidy, Cassidy. Oh, he's from, isn't he from Louisiana? What Senator Cassidy, what state is he from? I can picture him. Senator Cass. Would help if I knew how to spell <laughs> and type. Cassidy. Louisiana. I was right. Yeah, it's that that uh, creepy looking guy. But then aren't they all? Yeah, this guy. I'm, I'll put his picture up on the uh, on the thing so you can see. That guy. Cassidy, you never know which way he's going to go, I, which I guess is a good thing. But... Such as it is. Um, hmm. All right. Well, with Trump's myriad legal troubles and all the other craziness going on, um, I think I don't know what's going on with my phone. Huh. Anyway, um, we will have Marcy Wheeler tomorrow. And frankly, we never have a lack of things to talk about when Marcy Wheeler is here on Fridays. So um, gear up. I know I start prepping uh, for our talks on Thursday. I mean, we do it. I do it all week long, but especially Thursday after the show to Friday morning because we record Friday morning. So it makes my Fridays a little easier. Anyway, um, so that's all coming up tomorrow. Uh, Hopefully COVID will be out of our systems. But I remind you again that I will be co-hosting. The broadcast tonight with Desi Doyen filling in for Brad Friedman um, because, oh, I think I started this a minute early, didn't I? I, Everything. I'm just all out of kilter today. So, all right. So tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on ProgressiveVoices.com, the broadcast hosted by yours truly and Desi Doyen filling in for the ailing Brad Friedman. And then, um, yeah, so tune in for that. And then come back here tomorrow for Marcy Wheeler. And uh, then we'll have a weekend. All right. By the way, next week starts with a bang. I just just got the book in the mail. But it looks fascinating. And given that Martin Luther King Jr. Day was just last week. The book is called, ah, and there's Bruce. Bruce, the show's over. So, <laughs> um Yeah. uh, So, well, you know what? Let, Let me bring him in for just one second.
we're gonna run over, but what the hell? Um, because I will just say hello and then and tell Mangy Fatlocks that I need to pull this down. Uh, Bruce W. Nelson joins us, uh, also known as Mangy Fatlocks, but but the show's over now. Because oh, uh, it's, it's, I had such a hard time getting hooked up on Zoom. I, oh, I had no to worries. update my uh, software. Oh, on it. no. I, had, I haven't used it for so long. Oh, no. Well, we could go into overtime or I could just say pick a day next week, Tuesday or Wednesday are both open. And let's let's like set aside time and uh, do a proper I'd love to join you. Interview. you know what? I'll, I'll make sure I have a new song for you that hasn't been done anywhere else just for the show. OK, so I, I've got my book open. Would you rather do Tuesday or Wednesday? Um, let's see. Let, let me look at my calendar real fast here. <laughs> it's um, live radio, everybody. Live radio. Yes. yes uh, uh, let's see. Uh, next week is, uh, what's the date? It's the 23rd or the 24th. Now the 23rd okay. is the day yeah. of the New Hampshire primary. So not that oh, we'll have anything if, to talk about. Works for you, the 23rd is great. Let's for do me. it. Okay. I'm putting you in my book, Bruce W. Nelson, AKA Mangy Fetlocks. And you will be very excited. I'm going to talk to him about oh, this good. right away. So, yes, uh, please do. Um, so we have a date for Tuesday, uh, January 23rd at, okay. at, at, wait, now where are you? I'm in uh, central time. I'm in very northern Wisconsin. Uh-huh. You can, uh, it's, it's uh, freezing cold and it's. Uh, oh, wow. A lot of snow out there. I'm here in the woods. I'm in Arizona. Where it's not as, you know, it's not going to, it's not in, it's not hot. Um, it, in Florida, it was hot. Now, this time of year, it's actually very comfortable. I kind of really like it. Um, uh, but yeah, so um, we, we have a date Tuesday at, at Tuesday. 1.30 your time, 2.30 um, my time. No, 3.30 my time. So what time is it your time and you're on <laughs> in Arizona? It's now four o'clock here. It's 4.02. And are you uh, the Pacific time or? No, or I'm in time? mountain time. Mountain time okay, until so we go back to daylight savings time, and then I'll be on Pacific time because okay. Arizona. So you said 3.30 your time. Mountain time, which would be. 2.30 my time. 2.30 your time. Cool. All right. So no. it's a date. You can come back to this very same Zoom link and we'll, and we'll be here. I'll be wa- waiting for you. Okay. All right. Sounds great. <laughs> all right. I'm looking, looking forward, forward to, it. to it. Thank you so yeah. much. Uh, you at, you <laughs> all right. Bye. Uh, a, a sneak preview, everybody, of next Tuesday's show with our pal, Bruce W. Nelson, also known as Mangy Fetlocks. All right. Um, with that, we're done. So uh, comedy, tragedy. I think today was more of a tragedy, but that's all right. So uh, we'll, we'll talk tomorrow with Marcy Wheeler because I know that's, you know, what you really look forward to. I do. All right. Peace out, everyone. Bye.